Hallelujah. Well, I think the Lord has really set us up well to jump right into the Word, uh, just because of the focus there at the end. I think uh, it's a great confirmation for where we are in the book of Exodus. Um, if you are a guest or have been here for a while, we've been going through a series in the book of Exodus, and we are in chapter 33 and 34 today. So if you want to turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 33, we're going to pick up there where we left off last week. Hallelujah. You know, we picked up last week with uh, the account of Moses and Joshua going into the tent and meeting with God. And how Joshua stayed in the tent. So I hope you got to stay in the tent a little bit, little bit this week. I hope it wasn't just a 30-minute message on a Sunday. But something that, that drew you in. And today, the Lord, I think, is a, this, this is probably one of the most intimate and close passages in the entire Bible. Of someone meeting God in a way that at that point was unimaginable. And so Moses is on the mountain. Remember last week was, a, was a, like a commercial, was like an interruption. Like, hey, let me tell you about this tent of meeting. And now we're back to what was happening. Moses is on the mountain with God. He's receiving the Ten Commandments for the second time. And he's having a conversation and God says, I'm not going with you. But you can go. And I believe that God's intention was not to not go with him, but was to draw out the desire in Moses to say, no, I must have you go with me. You know, I think sometimes God does that. He doesn't just fill in all the blanks. He's, he, said, he throws something out there and he wants you to say, no, I really, I really want you, Lord. Not to be like, okay, see ya. So in verse 12 here, this is, this is where, where we pick up here. Uh, I'll open my notes just in case I need them. Holy Spirit, open the word to us. Exodus thirty-three twelve says, Moses said to the Lord, You've been telling me, lead these people, but you've not let me know whom you will send with me. In the first part of 33, that's what God basically was saying, like, you know, I'm going to, I'll send an angel or I'll send somebody. But So Moses says, you have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. So if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. And then the Lord replied, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. So then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Man, it's just such a beautiful passage here of the heart cry of somebody who loves God. 
says, if you, if you don't go with me, Lord, I, don't, I, don't, I can't go. I don't care if there's a promised land. I don't care if there's a miracle. I don't care if I get rich. I don't care if I have the best family in the world. I don't care if I have the best marriage. I don't have, care if I have the best job. I don't care if I have the best ministry. I don't care if I have recognition. I don't even care if I have peace and health and all these things. If you're not with me, if you're not with me, I don't want to go. Moses says this, how, how will anyone know that you're pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? Look at this. What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? You know, the distinguishing mark of the people of God is the presence of God. You see, you have God's presence First of all, He's in you. If you're a child of the King, look, the Holy Spirit comes, the very presence and person of God. He comes and, and dwells in, in your spirit and, and makes you new. But then He also kind of just comes on you and rests on you. That's the difference. What distinguishes me from anyone else is I have God with me. I have the presence of God. And I want to have a desire for the presence of God that I'm not just going to walk through life and go, yeah, if you're there, God, that's cool. But if not, no big deal. No, I'm going to be like, no, I don't send me out. Be like Moses. Man, this is such a, to me, it's like a, it's a New Testament, the New Testament breaking into the Old Testament where Moses is just asking for something that he he doesn't even think, he doesn't even know this is possible. Nobody said you can know God like this. He's just beginning to reveal himself. He says, look, I, I, need, to, I need more of you. I, I have to have you, have you with me. You know, earlier on in this, in this section, somewhere, Moses says this, it's verse 13. Uh, let's, let's see. Where is it? If you're pleased with me, teach me your ways or show me your ways. There's a scripture that I want to highlight for, from the psalm. It's in Psalm 103. And it says this. It says, He made known his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. He made known his ways to Moses. That's Psalm 103, verse 7, his deeds to the people of Israel. You see, Moses right here gives us a key to, to knowing God. There's, there's, a, there's a difference here, and it's knowing the ways of God. What did the people get to know? The deeds, the deeds of God, what what he did. But Moses says, I don't want to just part the Red Sea. I don't want to just see you, you know, open up a rock and bring water out of it. I don't want to just see you have miraculous food rain down from heaven. I mean, we'd be happy to have anything rain down from heaven right now, right? <laughs> just about. I mean, not a meteor shower, but um, (laughs) 
just clarify, let me clarify that, Lord, just in case. He's like, okay. <laughs> and you said whatever. Uh, but Moses was not content with just seeing the hand of God. He needed to know the heart of God. He wanted to know his, you know, his, his ways. How, how, do you, how do you do things? How do you think? How do you feel? How do you go about life? And it says in this psalm that, that God made known his ways to Moses. But the people only got to see the miracles. They only got to see the deeds. And there's a temptation in our lives to celebrate the things God does more than himself, more than his very presence. To celebrate what, you know, the thing he did for me and treasure that, the the gift he's given, that's great. I mean, what if I just took, what if I loved all the gifts my wife gave me more than my wife? She said, for those that can't hear, that would be disappointing. <laughs> I was trying to think of a gift you gave me recently. I'm like, oh, you can just snuggle up with that gift. <laughs> it would be ridiculous to be in a relationship with someone where we held the gifts instead of held them. And so the Lord is just reminding us in this passage that Moses has the heart of one that knows God, that knows the Lord. It says, no, I I want you. Yeah, these Ten Commandments are great. These miracles are great. These all the things you're giving me are great. But I need I want to know you. I need to have you with me. That's why it doesn't matter what happens on this earth. Because no one can take the presence of God from you. No one can take your relationship with God from you. It doesn't matter if we get persecuted. It doesn't matter if we, we, if we lose our, our homes or our cars. We, we, you know, as horrible as all those things are, it, it doesn't matter what we lose. But we, we, that cannot be taken from me. I can lose everything else on earth. None of the rest of this is going to last. None of it's going to make it to heaven. I don't get to hold on to it. None of it is going to make it eternally. But I will be with him forever. I will be in the presence of God forever. That cannot be taken from me now. And the gift of God now is to give you a taste, an experience, a, a, a little bit of heaven. So be like Moses, not like the people. The people just got the miracles. They saw the hand of God, but they didn't get the embrace of God. And it wasn't that he didn't want to give it. It's kind of like the tent last week. It says everybody could go to the tent, but pretty much looks like Moses and Joshua went. And they stayed in the tent. Why? Because they were with him. So Moses is having this encounter Verse 17, let's come back to it. It says, So, and the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked. Because I am pleased with you, and I know you by name. Remember, the book of Exodus is really the book of names. 
Then Moses said, now show me your glory. So Moses gets like super bold here. He just says, God, I want to see all of you. I'm not satisfied. I just want you. I want to know you more. Show me your glory. And the Lord said, look at what this is so fascinating. And and the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And look at this. And I will proclaim my name. The Lord. What is the Lord there? That's Remember, that's the, God's personal name, Yahweh. It's like Old Testament Jesus. <laughs> They're not the same. I know that. I know theology. <laughs> but you get it. It's his, his personal name. Just like the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are safe. Just as the, my wife had the picture. It's just a beautiful thing. God, what does God declare when he reveals his glory? His name. I will proclaim my name, Yahweh, in your presence. And I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he says, you cannot see my face. For no one may see me and live. You know, when when Moses says, show me your glory. What he's really kind of saying, part of what glory can mean in Hebrew is to be face to face. In other words, I I I want to see... I want to look at you as close as anyone has ever looked at you. And God says, I don't want to kill you. (laughs) I'm not done with you yet, Moses. You can't can't see my face right now and live. (laughs) But I will cause all my goodness, all my goodness to pass in front of you. Man, if, if somebody tells you that in the Old Testament there's only an angry, hateful God, they haven't read it. Because I see a heart of a God who's longing for his people. Look, he can't tolerate sin. He's like, look, we can't have that. We, we cannot have that stuff because it's, it's going to destroy you. And I, I, will, I, I cannot stand against something that's not good. I cannot stand with something that's not good. I must stand against anything that's not good. So God says, I can't tolerate that. But I see the heart of one says, look, let me show you. Let me show you who I am. Let me, let me rescue you. Let me, let me reveal my heart to you. This is my heart for my people. I'm, I, I am longing to be with you. So the Lord said, there's a place near me where you may stand on a rock. Or behind a rock, some of yours may say. When my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft in the rock and cover you with my hand. Until I have passed by. Then I'll remove my hand and you'll see my back. Or you'll see the afterglow of my glory. But my face must not be seen. And so Moses has this desire and encounter for God. Not only is he asking for God for his people. I mean, notice Moses intercedes again. Remember we were talking about this? Was this last week or two weeks ago? I can't remember. But uh, where Moses, comparing Moses, it was Moses and Aaron 
a couple weeks ago in, in Exodus 32. You know, Moses is the one that intercedes for the people and Aaron was the one that just gave in to what the people wanted. So we see that again, that Moses is saying, I'm going to stand for somebody else. But while I'm here, <laughs> let me know you. So, you know, if you're praying for somebody else, if you're in that place of intercession where you are, you are standing for someone, it's okay to take a break and say, God, I need you. I'm not just going to pray for them. I am praying for them. I'm standing for them. And God says, I'm going to do what you ask. I said I wasn't going to go with you, but I'm going to go with you. We don't know if God was drawing that out or if that was just, you know, did God change his mind? Well, I, I don't want to try to figure out that theological question right now. But I know that God said, look, I've, I've heard your prayer, Moses. I've heard your heart. And I'm going, to, I'm going to give you the very thing you asked for. And then so Moses says, well, let me ask for it all. Let me ask for it all. Let me, let me just see you. Let me know you. Let me, let me get as close as anybody's ever gotten to you. You know, in 2 Corinthians 4, 6 is, is an interesting scripture. If you put that one on the screen, I may not be able to quote it. Uh, it says, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness. He made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Did you all see that there? The knowledge of God's glory is displayed in the face of Jesus Christ. And so what is the ultimate revelation of God's glory? It's like, hey, I'm revealing who I am. And it wasn't about, we're not talking about Jesus' physical face, right? It, we don't, it doesn't matter, you know, what, what he looked like, whether he really did have long hair or whether he had a beard or not or all those, all those things. We, you know, what, how dark was his skin? It wasn't this white. For sure we know that. Um, there's no white Jesus. Um, <clears throat> it's going in the book. <laughs> Not a, it, it was, it's not his, not his physical face. It's an expression of who he is. This is what God looks like. Jesus. You know, what did Jesus say? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So there was a revelation of who God is... So there was a, you know, Moses is asking for something that's going to happen later. In other words, you're going to, you're going to know me. It's because in the Old Testament, again, there is, there's these, these chance encounters. I mean, if you, if you read the, the whole, whole section, you'll see it's like few people meet with God, but then there's all these years where people are not meeting with God. And it's not because God doesn't want them, it's because they keep running away. And so he finally says, guess what? I'm going to have to run to you. I'm going to have to come to you. So I'm going to send my son. I'm going to send him to cross the barrier. I'm going to, have, I'm going to come after you. And you're going to see what I'm really like. You're going to see who I really am. And I'm going to, I'm going to bring you back to myself. So what happens to Moses here? Let's go back to Moses. 
Let's pick up in Exodus 34. We'll just do verse, verse 6 here. Uh, it says, So Moses chiseled out two stone tablets, like the first ones, and went up Mount Sinai early in the morning as the Lord had commanded him. He carried the two stone tablets in his hands. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and stood there with him and proclaimed his name. Notice, this is, so this is the encounter. This is where God says, I'm going to show you, I'm going to let you see as much of my glory as you can. And he proclaimed his name, Yahweh. And he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. And Moses bowed to the ground at once and worshiped. Lord, he said, if you found favor, if I found favor in your eyes, then let the Lord go with us. Uh, although we are stiff necked people, forgive our weakness and our sin and take us as your inheritance. And then the Lord says, I'm going to make a covenant with you. So he basically says, we are, we are, we are going forward. You're going forward with me. Um, but I want us to go back to this encounter where God just, what does he do again? He says his name and he says it twice. You know, if somebody says something twice, they're wanting to get your attention, right? They're wanting to emphasize it. Um, you know, wanting to, like, this is, this is doubly important right here. Let me, let me say, like, you know, I, I say, yes, yes. You know, it's like I, I am here declaring something to you. And so when God passes in front of Moses, when he causes all his goodness to pass in front of him, then he just says his name because his name is enough. I mean, isn't it amazing in the New Testament that God says, guess what? Now I'm going to give you my name. You can ask in my name. Now you can use my name, not just me. Now I'm giving you a gift that in, you can come in the name of Jesus. That in the name of Jesus, there is salvation. That in the name of Jesus, there is healing. In the name of Jesus is the breakthrough. In the name of Jesus, every other, what? Every, uh, everyone will declare and bow and declare that Jesus, what, is Lord. That His name is above every other name. And so he gives us this gift. But here in the Old Testament, we have this encounter of, of Moses. And when God reveals his glory and his goodness, he says his name because that's who he is. That we can depend upon the character and the goodness of God and we can trust in him. And even when it doesn't make sense. Let's not pretend it's all good. Let's not pretend that there's not heartache and, and trials in this life and things that don't make sense. And we're going, God, why? Why is this happening? But there's one thing that's not going to change is if I go to, into the presence of the Lord, that his goodness is going to pass in front of me. That his goodness is going to, his presence is going to overshadow me. He's going to declare who he is over my life and invite me to come close to him. That the heart of God is revealed in his glory. That it's not about just, you know, we don't know. I think Moses was really saying, just God, I, I need to know you better. 
I don't want just a big light show. I don't want to just say, oh, I saw God on the mountain and you didn't. You know, I don't want to just have this encounter with you, God, where I can talk about it with someone else. No, it's like I just want I just need you. I don't need a testimony. I don't need a sermon illustration on Sunday. I don't need something to tell my, you know, tell the, my accountability partner who's going to ask me, what's God doing in your life? I don't need it. I just want to know you. I, I, if I don't get you, then I don't have anything. Because God always answers hunger. He responds to hunger. What does Jesus say? Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, that you're going to be filled. Man, I've, I've never regretting going after the Lord. I've never regretted hungering for more of Jesus. I have never once said, I've never gone all in in that moment with God and said, man, I wish I would have just not done that. I mean, nobody says that, right? They're, you're not like, oh, man, I really, you know, went for, for Jesus this time. I prayed like I never prayed before. I, I sought God like I never sought God before. I, I dug into the word like I never did before. And no one says, man, I just wish I didn't do that. Because we know it's always worth it. It's always worth it. We don't always do it. <laughs> but it's always worth it to go after him. To seek Him and live. Ask, seek, knock. He's given an invitation to enter in. And isn't it great that the blood of Jesus makes the way, that Jesus has made the way, that I don't have to make everything right before I get in the presence of God. That if I've had a horrible week and I've sinned a hundred thousand times, if that's possible, because of the blood of Jesus, I can choose to enter in because the blood of Jesus is enough. That he made a new and living way into the presence of God where I can enter in in freedom and without shame or guilt. I can go to him at any time. I can be honest with him. I can be authentic. I can be genuine. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to put on a religious face and say, God, I'm happy to see you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You are good. And let me just say all the time. All the little phrases we throw out that sometimes we, it's just the church phrase. But the heart is what he wants. If the heart is there, then you know what the mouth follows. But I don't want to just have my mouth saying things that my heart doesn't want. I don't want to just have my, my, everybody see what I'm doing and inside it's not real. I'd rather have nobody see Anything on the outside, but no, I know him and he knows me. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We just want to know you. We just want to know you. Hallelujah. Jesus. Just right where you're at. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Cause I love, I love, I love your presence. I love, I love, I love your presence. I love, I love, 
I love you, Jesus. I love, I love. I love your presence. And I love you, Lord. You can join me. And I lift my voice to worship you, oh my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear, let it be a sweet, sweet sound. In your ear, let it be a sweet, sweet sound. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound. One more time. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound. In your ear. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We love you, O Lord. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Lord, forgive us where we've looked elsewhere for satisfaction. God, forgive us where we've tried to to run and just make it happen ourselves, Lord. We we run back to you, God. We thank you, Lord. It doesn't matter if we wandered away, God. If we're if we've been beaten down, whatever's happened, Lord, recently in our lives, we are choosing to run to you. You are our refuge, God. You're the one that we desire. Your name is a strong tower. The righteous are run into it, and they are safe. They are saved, God. And so we thank you, Lord. We run to you because you are the one, Lord, that that has everything we need. It's it's you we desire, God. It's you we want. It's you we love. It's you we long for. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Teach us to know you, God, just as Moses said in this passage, God, that that he just had a hunger. He says, I want to know you. I want to know you more. I want to see your face. I want to experience your goodness. I want to get closer to you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, would you come close, Father? Oh, we just invite you to come close to us. Thank you for meeting us this morning, God. I feel like you're just, you're just reminding us of the sweetness of who you are. You're reminding us of your goodness and grace and mercy. You're reminding us of your name. God, the power and the, and the grace and the sweetness and the, and, the, and the joy in your name. Thank you for a restoration of, of longing and desire. God, that for those who've, who've gone dead in their hearts spiritually, God, I wake up. Wake up to desire again. Wake up to love again. Wake up. 
once again. God, those of us who've gotten tired, God, we just thank you for strength being released, fresh strength right now. The, the power and the might of God, the breath of God, Lord, where we feel like we just spiritually, emotionally, we can't breathe anymore. How are we going to make it, God? The breath of God comes, fresh wind, the wind of God that propels us, that lifts us, that refreshes us, the rain of God that washes away where we've been dry, God, where our life has been a desert, where we look like Midland, God, but you rain down on us and you refresh us, the refreshing of the presence of God right now. Oh, we need you, oh God. We need you. Forgive us where we've looked elsewhere. We've tried to be satisfied by someone less than God. We've been tried to be satisfied by someone else on earth, as amazing as they might be, whether that's our kids or our spouse or our best friend, whoever it is, God, they cannot satisfy. Only you can. We look to you, Jesus. You're the author and perfecter of our faith. You're the one who we fix our eyes upon, God. You're the one who helps us run with endurance. You're the one who gives us fresh power and grace, God. You're the one who is with us and walking beside us. You're the one who's encouraging us. So we receive that in Jesus' name right now. We receive that. Jesus. You just declare your name over our lives. It's enough. It's enough that you're here, God. It's enough. Jesus, you're enough. Jesus, you're enough for me. Hallelujah. 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 We just thank you, Lord. We just thank you, Lord. Oh, isn't he good? Isn't he good? Hallelujah. Amen. If you need prayer for anything, we invite you to come forward. uh, And our leaders would love to pray with you and minister to you. If there's something else you need, if not, please uh, feel free to stand and stretch or just keep sitting in God's presence and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Hope to see you all on Wednesday if you're able to be here with us on Wednesday.